you know, being on social media brings up a whole world of thoughts when I'm talking about narcissism, because a lot of times people come out of the woodwork saying, hey, you're being mean to narcissists, or you're stigmatizing narcissists, or you're just painting them out to be bad people, or you're painting them out to be, you know, people that, you know, can change something when they actually can't, or all these different types of things that sometimes pops into social media. And sometimes they get people attacking me saying like, wait, you're demonizing narcissists or you're just attacking them or you're making them feel awful. And when I'm on social media, really the main idea is just to be able to tell my story. And oftentimes I'm telling my story and using illustrations and using books and information that we learn about narcissism to be able to validate my own experiences, but then also to be able to say, hey, this is what is happening and this is what you normally see in narcissistic relationships. If you're new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I am a narcissist, so I'm a self-aware narcissist on this platform and several others to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. And I do that in multiple different ways. We do that by dropping small nuggets of truth on all social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube, LinkedIn. Uh, we're adding a couple different ones as we speak, but we're trying to figure out ways to be able to let people know what it actually is which is why we're about awareness, growth, healing, and change. Of trying to be able to have people become aware and get clear about what narcissism actually is. So when I'm talking to people in lives and in one-on-one -on -one events and in coaching, it's to help them understand what they've actually gone through. Maybe that they're not crazy. Maybe that they're not alone. But ultimately to have them understand the crazy making that's happened in their relationship so that they can find the truth and that the truth will set them free. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Like I said, we do that with multiple platforms. If you don't follow on any of those or on the podcast with either Apple or Spotify, Amazon Music, then just follow, like, subscribe. Give us a couple ratings. Give us a couple reviews. Look us up under Raw Motivations everywhere. We'd love to have you part of that community. Speaking of communities, one of the ones we'd love to have you a part of as well is also the NARC app. The NARC app is a new and improved app that we've been working on over the past couple months to be able to bring to you learning, knowledge, accountability, journaling, so that you can actually engage with an app to help set up good practices and habits to be able to set you free from that person and be able to continue building into yourself long term in that growth, healing, and change. You can interact with a community of people there to ask advice, to get feedback, to see what other people are going through, and you can join our weekly lives. Come on screen, ask questions in a secured environment so that's not getting broadcasted anywhere on social media, and also be able to participate in our monthly coaching, whether it's either myself or coaches from all across the globe that come together to try to be able to help you heal, grow, and change. We'd love to have you be a part of that community. Download the NARC app. Just type in N-A-R-C. It stands for Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. We'd love to have you join that. We'd love to have you be a part of that. So a lot of times people talk about, you know, hey, you're just making narcissists out to be like bad people. Or, you know, hey, like narcissists are, aren't that bad. You know, they, they don't have always bad intentions. Like they actually are good people. And a lot of times you'll see narcissists that come out of the woodwork that are like, no, like I'm a good person. I'm a good person. And I'm just kind of like, that's what I told myself. You know, that's what I told myself while I was still cheating on my wife. You know, that's what I told myself when I was still lying. 
And so it's really hard to believe it sometimes because I know when I've seen and when I've talked to different people of hearing narcissists and of being myself one, of understanding, hey, when I was telling everybody I was a good person, it wasn't that I thought I was. It was that I had to hide the shit that was underneath. And as a result, I'm going to blame it on someone else. I'm going to excuse it away. And I'm also going to try to justify it saying like, no, I'm actually a good person. Like it's actually okay. I'm actually this way. And so a lot of times when I see people reach out or I see people kind of attack and they're like, no, narcissists are good people. They're not all abusive. I'm just like, a lot of times their actions tend to be abusive in nature. You see, with narcissists, we want to be able to focus on their actions versus words, because otherwise, that's why you're confused. You know, that's why you've struggled with cognitive dissonance. And when I work with people one-on-one, the idea and the object is to bring clarity and to help discern between fiction and reality and help you see what is actually true in the relationship. What have they demonstrated? What have they shown? And to be able to help you understand that on your journey. Because otherwise, the actions and the words don't seem to match up. I'm a good person, but... I do this. I'm a faithful person, but I cheat. I'm a good person, but I lie. I'm a good person, but I... There's always another another twist, another issue behind it. So a lot of times people say, hey, you're just attacking narcissists. You're just labeling them as abusers. Well, a lot of the actions that make up narcissistic personality disorder end up being very abusive. Are they abusive just by themselves or just stand alone? No, not necessarily. But a lot of times when you have five or more, which is what you need to be diagnosed as a narcissist with the DSM-5 and the nine traits that are in it, got more videos on that, but you have to have those five. But when you have more of those, they end up stacking up to being someone that ends up being abusive. And just a couple of them to give you an idea, a high sense of ego. Like looking at the ego, the grandiose thought process, the idea that like, wait, I'm better than everyone else. Oftentimes you see this in like the workplace environment of like everyone else is stupid. Like I'm the best person. It can only be done my way. There's no other way to do it. Maybe I have the best ideas. Maybe everybody is an idiot. Maybe every job that's fired me, they just didn't know what they were losing. But in reality, a lot of times there's a reason because of that ego, because of degrading other people. It normally comes out in degrading, in devaluing other people because that ego is so fragile but it appears so big. So I have to bring everybody down to my level or lower so I feel better about myself. Think of entitlement. Entitlement, oftentimes it comes to the place of they feel entitled to take your money, to take your time, to take your life, to take everything from you. And oftentimes it's not just entitlement of like uh, physical things, of like money, cars, houses, whatever it might be, but a lot of times emotional things. I'm stealing a lot of different attributes of who you are, of mirroring you, to be able to get exactly what they want out of you when they never are that way. A lot of times the entitlement comes down to compliance of like, hey, I want you to do what I want you to do right now. And if you're not a great servant to me as a narcissist, then you are useless. And I'll move on to someone else. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Because they feel like they're owed. 
And as a result, when you build someone up, when you get to a place where someone feels like owed, it ends up being abusive in nature because, hey, you owe me your time, your money, your attention, your sex, everything like that. You owe that to me. And people don't. But oftentimes they take it to an extreme and it ends up hurting and damaging other people because of that. Think of envy. A lot of times narcissists are envious of others or think that others are envious of them. They can end up using this to manipulate, to manufacture emotions in another person, which ends up being controlling. To control another person, to make them think, feel, act a certain way because maybe they're triangulating. Maybe they're cheating. Maybe they're gaslighting in different aspects. But being envious of another person isn't necessarily like an abusive trait. But when it starts going farther with that, that's when you start seeing it becoming more abusive. Think of the aspect of empathy. You'd be like, well, empathy can't be abusive. Well, not having empathy oftentimes leads to the acts of doing things that are abusive and not caring. And if I can slap you in the face and I don't feel bad for it, then what's to stop me from doing it again? And a lot of times you'll see narcissists repeat the same actions or go through the same cycles over and over and over again because they don't have any remorse of how they've treated you or how they've treated past supplies. So it's one thing to think of. So ego, entitlement, envious, empathy. And for anybody who has like a problem with those, those all go back to the DSM-5. I'm not making them up, okay? Being on social media and talking about narcissism and people saying, oh, you're just attacking narcissism. A lot of what I say and a lot of what I go through is just telling my story. It's just telling different ideas and thoughts and feelings and concerns that I've had being a narcissist as I've had growing and learning through all this. Sometimes it's very specific to me. Sometimes it's generalized and it's still back to me. It's still experiences that I've had. Abusive behaviors that I have is lying to everyone in my life, including myself and gaslighting my wife, other people, my job, like people that were close to me or people that trusted me, telling them that something wasn't real or didn't exist or didn't seem that way so I could escape the accountability. I'm causing frustration, causing fear, causing panic attacks, cheating multiple times, triangulating, pitting people against each other in the workplace and also in the romantic setting, manipulating people, breaking things, love bombing all abusive in nature because they end up damaging and hurting relationships, jobs, businesses, friendships, everything else around them. I do want to pause and I do think there's one way that we as a culture of like narc talk community and creators at times have actually stigmatized narcissists. And the reason why I say this is because it's something that I've grown more aware of and I've actually stopped saying because I used to say it very early on and then it didn't make sense. But a lot of times you'll have someone like ask like in a chat or a chat room or, you know, a live event or something. And they'll be like, am I a narcissist? How do I know if I'm the narcissist? And normally what people's response are, well, if you're asking if you're a narcissist, then you're not a narcissist. And I actually think that's not helpful. Part of the reasons I don't think it's helpful is because I have more people reaching out each and every day. I've got some that are reaching out being like, am I the narcissist? And they're not. They're just in an abusive relationship and they were made to feel like they're narcissists. And I also have people that are reaching out that are saying, am I a narcissist? And they have the narcissistic traits and the stuff that they're actively struggling on. 
The thing that I've seen though is several people that have reached out, survivors that have reached out that have said their narcissist reached out and looked it up and Googled it or talked to a therapist. And the first response was, well, if you're asking, you're probably not one. And then they went home, continued abusing and was like, see, I'm not one. I asked, like, it's not me. It's this, it's you. So let's not enable anybody else by saying, hey, if you're asking, then you're probably not a narcissist. It's a cop-out for a lot of people. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The other thing that I la- that I wanted to kind of talk about and like latched on to is like if I would have had that expressed to me early on in my journey. And I was actually talking about this in a live event with Lee the other day and he didn't have this expressed to him either in his journey. His therapist was very like open of like, "Hey, come on in and we'll talk." Whenever he expressed narcissism. If I would have had that expressed early on in my journey, I don't think that I'd be here today. I don't think that raw motivations would have been formed. I don't think that I would be with my wife. I don't think that anything of this would have happened because I would have used that. I would have grabbed onto it and held fast to it of like, hey, this is not me. Therefore, it's not my fault. It's your fault. I probably wouldn't have got help. I probably wouldn't have continued forward. So I wanted to bring this up because like, if you're struggling, thinking you're a narcissist, reach out and get help. Talk to a therapist, talk to a coach. Talk to me. If you don't want to talk to me, do hashtag Narc Avengers. Talk to any of the other ones that are out there trying to help people heal, grow, and change. would love to be able to talk to you and walk you through the nine traits, walk you through what you struggle with, walk you through what's going on in your relationship to determine if you're a narcissist or determine what is actually going on. Do you identify as this or do you just have toxic traits? If you have toxic traits, then let's still work on those. Either way, when people get awareness about what's going on in their lives, they can work on their healing, growth, and change. And that's what I want to call you to do. Maybe you're struggling today because you've been in a toxic relationship and you're struggling being like, am I the narcissist? Am I the narcissist? If you're thinking that, reach out, get help. Because you might not be at all, and maybe you've been gaslit to believe that, and so you're going to need help. You're going to need therapy or coaching to be able to work through it. Or maybe you do have toxic traits and it's tough to be able to start that healing process of identifying what they are, learning about them, healing, growing, and changing. But let's stop putting out there, well, if you're asking about if you're a narcissist, then you're probably not one. No, because now as more people are learning, more people are becoming aware, there's a lot more people asking that actually might be a narcissist. 